Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Bonjour. Welcome to a new episode of So French, a podcast about the twists and turns, intrigues and insights to all things French. Every two weeks, we select the best, most interesting and fascinating of French news stories, all brought to you from our studio in the heart of Paris. My name is Stéphane de Vries. And my name is Sara Bachelson. This week, we'll tell you about how the French government is spending 500 million euros trying to save the country's historic train-building plant. An act of responsible politics or calculated state-financed campaigning? Well, you decide. And we are also going uh, for a camping holiday. We're going to Paris's only camping site and we talk to those who live there. First, we've saved Belfort. This was the tweet by France's Prime Minister Manuel Valls earlier this week following the government's deal with the train building company Alstom, a deal aimed at preventing the company from closing its historic plant in the east of the country. So what is this fantastic deal? Well, it's uh, first of all, Alstom is, uh, is one of the historic uh, train builders in France, very old uh, company already. They have uh, 12 factories uh, all over the country, but also in many different countries uh, all around the world. Uh, they make the famous uh, TGV, the, the high-speed train. Um, and uh, this plant in the east of the country, in Belfort, was not doing well. They lost a lot of um, um, projects the last couple of years, uh, so they needed to be saved. Um, and of course, when a company is doing not very well in France, then the government immediately steps in because uh, 400 jobs were at stake. And now this government found a really creative solution, creative bookkeeping uh, to keep Alstom alive. Um, what they did, they ordered, so the, the government ordered 15 uh, new uh, trains, um, TGVs, so high-speed trains. Um, the deal is worth approximately 500 million euros, but some sources also talk about 750 million euros. So the government bought 15 TGVs. Well, it sounds uh, interesting. They could come in handy because this country has a lot of high-speed lines. But no, these trains are going to be used for the slow-speed regional lines, um, especially for the line Bordeaux-Marseille and Montpellier-Perpignan in the south of the country. So they are going to uh, use trains that can drive 350 kilometers an hour on lines that are not even uh, capable of 200 kilometers an hour. So it's basically very strange. But isn't it the whole thing as well? Since when the states buy trains... This is my, my question. I don't know. Where do they put them? I mean, Well, we're, we're in France, Sarah. The, the state does a lot of things in this country that are really I just find it amazing. Strange. Because they, 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 in this deal, there is also the SNCF, which is the state-owned uh, railway company, which also has, you know, uh, a couple of, of um, trains that they will buy. Yeah. So, but, but this is state-owned trains. I'm just, I'm just going to... They're going to park them at the Elysee? What are they going to do with these trains? Because apparently, as you say, they can't be used. No, they, they uh, can't be used on the TGV trains. And uh, 
it's, it's even more strange because in 2019, uh, all the train transport in Europe has to be uh, open for competition. Now there's a, a, just a monopolist, um, it's SNCF, the French Railways. But in 2019, there will be f foreign operators uh, probably uh, wanting to start here in France. If they want to operate one of those lines I just mentioned, so Bordeaux-Marseille, they will probably force to use these trains, which is, of course, uh, contrary to uh, open competition. Um, it's just uh, the way of the government showing the electorate, look, we're saving jobs, we're saving jobs. And that's the only message. Uh, the fact that we're that we, you and me just bought uh, 15 useless TGVs, because finally it's a taxpayer who, who, of course, buys these trains. It doesn't really matter. They saved 400 jobs. That's the message. Um, but it's really weird if you, I mean, I did the calculation, if they just fired these 400 people this morning and they would pay their salaries till the end of their lives and even a bonus, then it would be cheaper than what they, they decided today. So it's, it's, it shows that the government should not be an entrepreneur. Uh, the government should just run the country. But unfortunately, here in France, um, running the country, well, the politicians think that they should buy trains. Um, so do you think, Sarah, that Alstom is saved or... But the problem is, or well, the thing is, that Alstom is not in any difficulty. This is a company that's doing pretty well around the world. They have received a, more or less an ex exploding amount of, uh, of uh, orders yeah. over the last couple of years. Because they also make tramways, metro lines, and, and all the big cities in the world, they're ha investing heavily. And Absolutely. And they've had big deals coming in from both India and the US uh, over the last couple of years. So Alstom is doing pretty well. Uh, why aren't they building all their trains here in France? Well, it's the question of competition. And of course, these uh, countries ordering these major deals and these ma investing these big amounts of money, they want their workers to have work too. So they say that, well, okay, we're going to buy these trains, but we want you to produce them locally, um, which is fair enough because that is what France is doing in, other, in, in return. So, well, and then, you know, the whole comes down to the competition between different countries and the work cost of workers and uh, working conditions. and the, well. Yeah, so it's just basically um, a campaigning stunt. And, uh, and it may well be that uh, since... A very, a very, very expensive Very campaigns. expensive one, but since François Hollande will probably not be re-elected, it will probably be his only legacy he will leave. 15 useless TGVs. If you want to buy them, just send us an email at info at sofrench.news. Well, Sarah, we're going on a holiday now. Are you? Have you ever gone camping? My parents did take me camping when I was young. Uh, I only have very rainy, rainy, wet memories from that. Okay, so. well, now you t can take your own kids to camping in Paris because that's where Maud Descamps went this week. Only a few minutes away from the Eiffel Tower, between the Seine River and the Bois de Boulogne, the largest public park in Paris, Belinda and Richard are packing the tent. After three nights on the campsite, it is now time to fly back to Australia very happy of their unconventional vacation. We like camping and we wouldn't go to a hotel anyway. Because okay, Australians are like world champion for camping. So uh, Yes, that's right. So It's what we enjoy to do. We like to be outdoors. It's very handy to get the bus out the front to take us to the train station and we just go around by public transport while we're here. 
For 30 euros per night, when the average price for a room in the city centre is around 80 euros, Richard and Belinda have enjoyed this beautiful open-door site, tasting every morning fresh croissant from the camping grocery shop or homemade pizza from the food truck while enjoying the view. As you look out through the trees, you can see the Eiffel Tower from the caravan park. And it all lights up over the night time. It looks absolutely fabulous. So it's even better than getting a room with the view? Yes, yeah, we've got a room with the view. <laughs> It was the second time Richard and Belinda stayed at the Indigo campsite. The couple is already planning to come back next year. Enjoy your last day in Paris. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Okay. And then we go to the tweet of the week. Um, of course, we are on Twitter as well, at SoFrenchNews. Don't forget to follow us. But uh, we've also been reading Twitter quite a lot this week. And what did we see there this week, Sarah? Well, there was one thing that made quite a lot of headlines. Uh, it's a tweet that came out earlier this week by du um, Nicolas Dupont-Aignan, uh, the leader of one of France's far-right conservative parties yeah, called sort of uh, Debout la France. Debout la France, sort of sovereignists. Yes. Uh, yes. Stand on your feet, France, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> to really uh, translate it. Anyways, he was he was uh, giving an interview uh, over the weekend uh, to one of the radio stations in the south. They were talking about the migrant situation in Europe uh, and in uh, and the crisis in Syria in particular. Okay, so Dupont-Aignan was saying that the countries in the neighborhood of Syria don't do anything. And he even tweeted during this uh, radio interview. He, he tweeted... Um, I would like someone to explain to me why Syria's neighboring countries don't welcome any migrants. This was the tweet. And so there are so many wrongs. And of course, there was uh, an immediate reaction from the Twitter sphere uh, because there's so many wrongs to this tweet. To begin with, um, they were taking millions, uh, 600,000 uh, migrants in, jo in Jordan, uh, 2.5 million uh, refugees in Turkey, And one million in Lebanon. Yeah, one million in Lebanon, which usually has a population of four million. And let's 25. compare this to France. Uh, last year, 3,500 Syrians got asylum to here be on, I mean, To be fair, uh, Dupont-Aignan, he had the right to defend himself. And what did he say? He said, well, well, actually, he didn't mean uh, those neighboring countries. He meant Qatar and Saudi Arabia. Okay. But Stefan, where is Saudi Arabia and Qatar in comparison to Syria? Well, it's like saying that um, the United States would be a neighboring country of France or something like that. You know, so. Well, actually, Greece is closer to Syria than yeah. what uh, Qatar is. Uh, so, uh, you know, even his defense was uh, pretty badly thought through. Yeah. Uh, but of course, uh, Nicolas Dupont-Aignan, he's not giving up. He's saying that he's the victim of a media frenzy and he's... Uh, of course. And of mean journalists <laughs> going only after him and he's only doing his job and telling the truth. Yeah, well, we have so much influence. Huh? Mean journalists that we are. But he's really wrong. Um, the neighboring countries uh, of Syria are doing a lot and Europe is, uh, well, lagging behind. And finally, 
Uh, I think that no one has possibly missed this major, major news story coming out of Paris this week. Is there finally a cure for cancer? Did we find a solution for no, the no, Middle no, East? No. This is no? so much more important. More important? Uh, the poverty is gone? We found something for that? We start with breaking news this morning. And Kim Kardashian robbed at gunpoint in Paris late last Un night. incroyable braquage en plein Paris. La star américaine de télé-réalité Kim Kardashian a été victime d'un... Gagged. Bound. You know what? And Kim Kardashian, American TV reality star, oh, yeah. being robbed at gunpoint right in the heart of the city uh, at a luxury hotel yeah. here in Paris during Fashion Week. Poor girl. So... What what happened? How much did she lose? And but who is Kim Kardashian anyway? We're not we're not we're too old for this. We're not quite okay. sure who she is, but okay. we know that she's famous and she's okay. very rich. And she had jewelry for about 10 million euros uh, that she lost uh, during this robbery. Of course, it's a horrible situation for anyone being robbed. Uh, that is really not an issue here. Uh, but you know, it had some kind of interesting um, effects. Uh, the mayor of Paris actually had to give out a statement. Yeah. And what did she say? Well, she had to give out a statement, well, first of all, um, saying that she's sorry for Kim Kardashian. Uh, but then secondly, saying that, you know, Paris is a safe city. Uh, she's very welcome to come back to Paris. And no one should be worried that they will be robbed at gunpoint uh, when they come to Paris. And, you know, the reason for this uh, is, of course, you know, you had the terrorist attacks in yeah. Paris. And only the day before this robbery, uh, Paris launched uh, a major campaign to become the host of the Olympic Games in 2024. Uh, so there are a lot of things at stake. You know, Paris and France in general very much suffering uh, from a lack of tourists after the terrorist attacks in 2015. Uh, and, and trying to relaunch this. And, you know, uh, this, I mean, Kim Kardashian, she's got 130 million Twitter and Instagram followers. So she's very influential. Well, potential tourists to yeah. Paris, I would say, all yeah. of these 130 million uh, followers. Sure. So um, it was immediately uh, used also by politicians. Yes. To show how, how bad the security is being managed by... It was only hours after the yeah, whole thing yeah. came out that we had one of the uh, right-wing um, candidates uh, to, to the presidential elections who, who actually used Kim Kardashian uh, in a way of, you know, saying that the security is not enough in Paris and the authorities are not doing uh, enough to protect the citizens and the tourists. Yeah, and there were also some left-wing politicians who talked about the fact that it was good that, uh, that this was redistribution of wealth. They were basically mocking her. It was a very interesting story because I think it tells a lot about the state of our society. Um, and, uh, well, she, when she went, she went back to... Uh, the United States immediately, almost after the robbery. And there she was received like a head of state. Voila, Kim Kardashian for president. Well, that wraps up uh, this episode of So French. Follow us on Twitter at So French News. And if you have any questions or suggestions, or if somebody proposes you to buy Kim Kardashian's jewels, then send us an email. Our address is sofrench at sofrench.news. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or in SoundCloud. And you can also find us on the TuneIn radio application. And please share the podcast with your friends. Uh, we will be back in two weeks with a new episode. We hope you will join us then. And until then, au, au revoir. revoir.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 